This month, CBS News and Stations has launched a new news operation in Detroit at WWJ after months of incubation. It's a hotly competitive market, and WWJ will face a number of entrenched and innovative players there. So how will the station create a compelling enough value proposition to lure viewers? I'm Michael Depp, editor of TV News Check, and this is Talking TV. Today, a conversation with Adrian Roark, president of CBS stations, Brian Watson, VP and GM of WWJ, and Paul Pitlawani, news director at the station. We'll be talking about what WWJ has up its sleeve to try for momentum right out of the gate. Talking TV is brought to you by Futuri, whose post for TV podcasting system is specifically designed for the needs of TV broadcasters. Post for TV makes going from newscast to podcast an effortless transition. It enables broadcasters to create, publish, analyze, and monetize both broadcast on demand and original podcast series from the same platform. Post for TV is a powerful system for capturing podcast opportunities in a turnkey fashion. It ingests and automatically edits newscast audio for optimum fidelity and publishes blocks or full newscasts to on-demand audio platforms. You can learn more about Post for TV at futurimedia.com slash post for TV. Welcome, Adrian, Brian, and Paul to Talking TV. Morning. Hello. Morning. Happy to be here. Thanks for being here. Adrian, why launch a news operation in Detroit and why now? So, you know, Detroit, as, as, as we've all discussed, is a very strong news market. Viewers want news. They, it, it, they are devoted to news. And, and it is a market where there is a lot of consumption of news. And, and it, it, just, it just made sense. It just absolutely made sense. And to, to stand up a news operation and serve the viewers of Michigan. I've been reading <clears throat> that you intend for this to be a streaming first newsroom. Paul, pragmatically, what does that mean? Our focus is delivering content on the stream that feeds the broadcast in linear timeframes. But we're, with, with the streaming mentality, we have the freedom and the ability to look at news from a different, from a different lens, um, more in-depth stories, stories that maybe aren't um, confined to standard broadcasting stipulations and, and time frames there we we can actually go into to subjects and matters and really really focus in and spend the time necessary because we don't have those time constraints in the linear time frame right right and i understand that the bulk of your journalism core is going to be comprised of mmjs and many of them are embedded in specific communities across the dma so paul does that mean that that most of them aren't going to be coming into the newsroom too often to file. Will they will they stay out in the field? That's the intent. I mean, we love to see their faces every now and then because it's a team building exercise as well. But yeah, th this allows them and technology allows them to stay out in the field and really dig deep into the communities and the issues that matter most to those that uh, perhaps aren't being heard. By keeping them out there, are, what are you finding about their productivity? Are they able? Are they generating more story ideas? Are they having more conversations in their in their subset communities? Is, has it been has it already been more productive? 
Absolutely. You see, you see them not having to spend the time to travel into the station to file reports. Technology allows them to really um, be more efficient out in the field and really kind of get to know the, the neighborhoods that they serve. Mm -hmm. Are there packages being edited in the field? Correct. They are. Okay. Shot and edited in the field, yes. How long were they were they out there just making contacts and, and creating relationships with people before you actually went on air? Well, it's it's been a while. As, as we hire the, the team, they they've been they've been designated into the communities that, they, that they're assigned. And that allows them to really make those connections with civic leaders, elected officials, but more importantly, the people that aren't being heard. So we've we've spent quite a quite a bit of time getting to know the communities prior to us launching. Mm -hmm. Adrian, this community-based approach to reporting is a growing staple, I know, across the whole CBS group. Um, but is it fair to say that you're doubling down on this dynamic in Detroit? Yes. I mean, this is really, as Paul said, this is really the, the, the primary focus of how we are doing news in Detroit. Mm -hmm. So this, is this sort of what you intend to be a key differentiator for the market? Mm -hmm, absolutely. I mean, really turning neighborhoods into newsrooms. Brian, it has to be a daunting prospect to launch a sales operation, whole cloth in this market amid so much very well entrenched uh, competition. So how are you getting on with that effort? Do you mean a news operation um, or what do you mean by sales operation? No, I mean, like, you know, you've got you've got your news operation also, but you're you're selling spots, are you not? Correct. So, so that well, that operation I guess has been in place for before you had the news operation. But has that changed at all since since with with the news operation on board now? Has that changed the, the sales dynamic? Oh, absolutely. Once it became official that we were going to be um, starting news, well, well, quite frankly, even before that, uh, the ramp up to the official announcement, we began to you know map out our strategy with you know, our go to market strategy with um, how we were going to position news. Uh, fortunately, um, you know we had the uh, uh, pent up um, excitement and uh, um, lessons that we had learned um, from having to sell against news that we knew that we would uh, um, um, convert into a, a sales strategy for how we were going to sell our news, news, new news product. And we've just been so over, overwhelmingly um, happy with the results that we've got from the market. Um, it almost seemed to us in a lot of ways that on the part of our advertisers, uh, they were happy to see a new and fresh voice uh, coming to the market. And so our pre-sales leading up to launch were uh, far exceeded our expectations. Have you been able to expand your client base because of a news operation coming on board? And do you have new new folks in there that you didn't have before? Absolutely. I mean, I was already happy with our team, how uh, we were able to convert what you would consider non-news advertisers to um, um, our non-news environment that existed prior to. But absolutely, now we are um, capturing um, those news-only uh, advertisers now in a, in a greater capacity. We know that, that the news operation staffed up, obviously, from zero to what you have now. And I think, are you sharing that number yet? How many people are, were hired up? No specific numbers, only that were comparable from, you know, comparable from the staffing size, but more importantly, output uh, to other news organizations. Well, have you staffed up any on the sales side commensurate to the news growth? No, we already had a, uh, um, a overachieving and, and very productive team in place that um, um, that is you know quite capable of selling this new news product. I wonder, has this been helpful for you? Now, sales have a lot of headwinds uh, this year, obviously, because no elections, 
recession looming. Auto hasn't exactly had a re rebound um, yet. Has this uh, mitigated any of those headwinds? Um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, you know, the the premium that advertisers place on a news uh, impression is greater than um, what those time periods or the day parts that those newscasts are now falling in. So we've been able to, uh, yeah, offset and augment, um, you know, our revenue that we're seeing from those time periods. I imagine there's been no small marketing effort in all of this either to get Detroiters aware of what's going on. I'm sure you've been building momentum. So where have you been focusing your efforts, Brian, on that so far? Well, since launch, we've been, you know, running um, just a basic awareness campaign um, that um, CBS News Detroit is coming. Um, uh, just leading up to launch and the weeks prior to launch and, and continuing now, um, we're changing that now to more of um, hi, nice to meet you messaging, uh, basically who we are. Um, and that will continue um, as we move forward before we start getting in really into the nitty gritty of a um, comprehensive marketing campaign. Given the community based nature of the reporting, will the market, the marketing of the of the station kind of be be molded around that? Will it be a different flavor of marketing? because it's a different flavor of news? Absolutely, I mean, um, really twofold. Like uh, the first of all is we know who we are. You know, we're new on the block, uh, but we know what um, uh, the white space that we're identified and our, you know, go-to-market strategy to execute within that space. You know, how we're going to be um, bringing in viewers to our station. Um, what you'll also see is how well woven the brand and the messaging um, is in our marketing materials outside of the newscast, but also within the newscast. There is a, um, a perfected integration that we see uh, that we're looking forward to um, really leaning into heavily in the weeks to come, but already it's, 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 it's started now. If you, if you watch our newscast, you'll see how we're really driving home that messaging of converting neighborhoods into newsrooms. Um, you can see that in the different elements that we've incorporated already. So getting back to the news product for a moment, I've read that you're aiming for a more democratic kind of environment where people at all levels will have a say in stories, in the story meetings, rather than a more top-down sort of approach. Paul, on the day-to-day, -day, how does that look and feel differently in daily meetings and in workflows? Well, I think it goes back to the MSJs being in the communities. They're, they're bringing content in and story ideas that they're hearing from the communities that they're in because they're hearing discussions from people that are talking about topics that matter to them at dinner tables and in backyards. So those ideas are being presented in the editorial meetings and collectively as a group, we talk about those issues and see what really resonates with the producers and what's coming in from the MSJs. That's different because instead of someone just sitting in an office saying, these are the stories I want, go and report it. It, it goes back to neighborhoods into newsrooms, right? Instead of the um, vice versa. Mm -hmm. And pragmatically for a morning meeting then, is that a hybrid Zoom in-person kind of affair? It's a combination because our producers are in here, our EPs are in here, and then the MSJs kind of zoom in as well uh, with their with their topics and their ideas that they are hearing from the neighborhoods that they're in. You had mentioned at the top um, a bit of there's a bit of elasticity with story length uh, because of the the streaming kind of digital first nature mm -hmm. of the newsroom. Is that translating onto the air at all too? Are you are you pushing past a minute thirty with your stories? Are you able to 
to expand and contract a little bit more liberally than other more entrenched newsrooms might do? Absolutely. We're, we're seeing in our, in our extensive research that people want to have extended periods of time to tell stories. And our audience wants that as well. And I think that's what's perhaps missing in local news today. Absolutely. Now, as we're talking, you're only just a few days into this operation being live on air. Um, but what are you hearing with regards to, to the newscast product so far from viewers? What kind of feedback are you getting, both positive and negative? Um, we've only heard positive um, feedback from, for example, our one of our, our sports anchor, Ronnie Duncan, went out to get a sandwich the other day at Jimmy John's. And he, he already saw people watching the newscast saying, we're watching where we love what you're doing already. So it's, it's, it's that granular already um, in the market. And the other word kind of out, out there, what I've read about the, the newscast is that you're not going for, for polish or a slick veneer here. And there's a more conversational tone in the reporting. Does, does that, in terms of then the set and what you've got there, does that mean kind of more minimalism in the set or less use of it overall? Uh, the set's important to to what we're doing because it's a working newsroom, right? Everyone's in in the same room working. The assignment desk is there. The producers are back behind the anchors uh, working and producing their shows. So it really shows how gritty Detroit is, how focused we are, and how we're working together as a team to tell the stories that uh, resonate most with our viewers. And you have cameras in the newsroom, like on the assignment desk, for instance, so you can cut to that if you want to. Yes, we do. So if if something is going on, we we have another outlet that could contribute. And that really shows that the team is multi-skilled. We have um, team members that perhaps are coming in from different organizations where they were in silos, but they want to grow. They want new opportunity. And uh, this provides them that, uh, that avenue to, kind of, to grow personally, but also to pr present a product that perhaps isn't as polished off as, as you mentioned. Um, it's more uh, that we're working in, in your community, we're working in the newsroom, and we'll be able, be able to have many different voices contributing to that broadcast. And while you're in the business of eschewing some conventions, are you are you questioning or getting rid of other conventions like the anchor throwing to the reporter in the field and then the toss back or you know things that take a lot of time in a newscast and don't necessarily add anything to it? Are you looking at those things and saying, you know, we don't need that? No, I think it's important to have that interaction. We need to let people know that we're here and they're getting to know us. Um, but I think it's important to have that um, that relationship and that and that ability to toss to our reporters who are out in the field. And yeah, we're we're still doing that as well. Nadrian, you you are you have a view over the whole group, or at least a chunk of the group here. And I wonder, as you're watching this develop and seeing how how this experimentation takes purchase. Is there, and I know Detroit is its own market, it's got its own vibe here, every market is individual. That said, are you thinking about taking some of the, 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 the successful elements here that might be deviations from conventional newscasts and applying them perhaps at other stations? You know, we do that, you know, to answer your question, yes. And we do that with every station. Um, every station has, has unique things that they do and also best practices to share that can absolutely be shared across not only you know the stations that I oversee, but but all of our stations in the group, and um, we do a really good job of of doing that. The general managers and the news directors and 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 the staff talk to each other from each station and really do a great job of sharing a lot of best practices and ideas. 
Well, I know that all of your Detroit competitors will be watching very closely and so will the industry at large. So good luck to you out of the gate this month and keep in touch with how things evolve at WWJ. Thank you, Adrian, Brian, and Paul for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening. You can watch past episodes of Talking TV on tvnewscheck.com and on our YouTube channel. We will see you again next week. A new episode of Talking TV is available most Fridays on tvnewscheck.com. You can also listen and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify.